Talk Radio. Renegade Talk Radio. We have gone completely out of my mind. And they're coming to take me away. Ha ha, they're coming to take me away. Ho ho, hee hee, ha ha, to the funny farm where life is beautiful all the time. And I'll be happy to see those nice young men in their clean white coats. And they're coming to take me away. Oh, they're coming to take me away. Ho ho, hee hee. What about you? Have they come to get you yet? Well, I hope they don't. There's not enough room in this mental institution for everybody. You know, three meals a day, free cable. We don't have a pool. Uh, we do have a recreation room. Now, that's kind of, you know, oh, is that politically incorrect? Because you're not supposed to say mental patient or mental institution. Why not? I mean, I, I truthfully have had some relatives I can honestly say mental illness does run in our family somewhat. That and alcoholism a little bit. No, a lot, actually. But anyways, uh, they are coming to take me away. And that's, I think that everybody kind of feels that way sometime, you know. And it's a 4th of July week. Happy 4th of July. Happy Independence Day. 1776. Actually, the Revolutionary War started before that. Uh, Lexington and Concord, Bunker Hill. Uh, much to the chagrin of most people don't realize that England could have beat us. Of course they could have. Largest army, largest navy in the world. Uh, they just uh, did not think we were worth it. Uh, King George II um, was kind of profound about keeping the colonies. But actually, uh, Parliament wasn't. They actually used to cheer when the colonies won a war or a battle. And so um, it just wasn't worth it. The English Empire already, uh, the sun never set on the English Empire. So they had plenty of, they needed cotton or sugar or tea. They could get it from their South American colonies or their Indian or African colonies. So they really didn't need America. And they already had Canada, of course. So they really didn't need us. It was kind of, uh, you know, uh, they tried, and they were like, it's not really worth it, uh, this war. And, of course, France came in to help us. Um, so Louis the Sixteenth, who was later beheaded, came in to help us and um, help us uh, win that war at Yorktown, the, fi the final battle. And uh, we became the U.S. of A., United States manifest destiny. We would uh, we would soon be coast to coast, driving out uh, the French. Of course, we bought land from Napoleon, the Louisiana Purchase, and and later on war with uh, Mexico. We got to California and uh, New Mexico and other territories. So it became quite simple, but yet quite complicated. These uh, colonial times the war for independence. Then, of course, the southern states in 1861 would want their independence from the northern states. So, kind of a revolving, uh, once we were rebels, then we fought rebels, and oh, my word. Then we went to another war with uh, Great Britain in 1812 uh, till 1814. So, uh, you know, it was uh, complicated times wasn't as quite as simple as the history books made it out to be. There was a lot of arguing, a lot of... They actually wanted to make George Washington king of the United States, and he didn't want any of that. He said, uh, we're going to have president, we're going to do voting, 
uh, what we fought against was the king, so we don't want that. So it was a happy Independence Day to everybody. If you're uh, working with firecrackers or fireworks, please be very careful. They can be very, very dangerous. I remember when I was, I think, uh, 14 or 15, again, my cousin Lloyd's, who was like a brother to me, in uh, East Granby, Connecticut. It's a little hamlet, a little bigger now, but it was a little hamlet, eh, about an hour from Hartford and uh, close to Manchester, Connecticut. And we had some fireworks, firecrackers in particular, and they were kind of not the best. They were kind of cheap, uh, cheap, cheap, probably the cheapest firecrackers you could get. And we lit most of them off, and I believe I had one left, and I'm like, oh, I'm going to light this sucker off and toss it. Well, I lit it off, and bang, in my hands it went off. I barely got it out of my hands, I think. It's a good thing I did just, it was just one. If it had been a whole row, I might have had to go to the emergency room. Remember, it stung my eyes and my face and, of course, my hand. And I was just thinking, I mean, if I'd have been like in a war and I had a hand grenade and pulled the pin, it probably would have gone off of my hand. Not much luck. But I learned to have a, a regard, a safety issue regard for fireworks, firecrackers. Always, after that happens to you, you'll be a little bit more careful. Like being on a bike, uh, the mini bike like I was talking to, and I, I was only... 10 probably telephone poles in this whole town and I went right into one of them uh, on my cousin's mini bike much to his chagrin uh, that was around the 4th of July too and um, it was right around the moonwalk like in mid-July 1969 I was probably 12 and he was like 11 something like that um, so it's, uh, it was pretty interesting and, uh, but you learn a safe regard. And my, I, had, I had some other relatives and friends that have, uh, have my cousin had fireworks go off near his feet, burned his feet, burned his toe. He had to go to the hospital. So um, he kind of stayed away from any. So <laughs> you kind of learn your real respect and a real regard for safety after you've had some fireworks go off into your hand or your feet. So be careful out there if you're lighting off firecrackers on this uh, 4th of July. Now I want July to last. I'm, 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 you know, May and June seem to go by really fast. And sadly enough, uh, we're finally getting some hot weather now here, like 88, 89, 90. And it doesn't seem that long ago it was 35 below and I couldn't get my doors and garage door open. I had to use like five cans of de-icer to get my garage door open. Because it snowed, and then it, the winds came and froze the snow, and it turned to, like, ice. It was something like out of a Stephen King movie. It was kind of scary. But uh, now we're here in the, the, in the summer, and uh, let's have a long, nice summer. Right? Here on the Toxic Wise-Ass Show, I'm your host, uh, Mark Chaplin, and this is Renegade Talk Radio. Oh. Well, 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 folks, some uh, sports update news. And I know everybody out there is not a sports fan. Listen, I wouldn't say I'm a fanatic. I love my basketball, especially, uh, you know, I love my sports, my Patriots and Red Sox. And I'm sure you love your team, New York or Philadelphia, L.A., wherever you're from, Miami. And that's fine. You should. But, uh, you know, I'd still rather play than watch, but uh, until I can't play no more, which is that day is probably coming soon. I have a friend, Ken Minx, <coughs> who's like 82 or 83, and he still plays competitive basketball. He plays in tournaments. 
it was funny. He got cut from his college team because uh, the coach thought he did something with uh, shaving cream and or something, some kind of trick, and he didn't do it. But he got blamed for it, so he got cut from the college team. And at age 75 or 76, he went to uh, Tennessee Tech, uh, I believe, or Tennessee Tech, U, which is a junior college. And he made the team at 74 years old, and he actually played. And uh, he's not a real big guy, I don't think, like 6'2", uh, 6'3". So it's not like he's 7 feet or something. And... Um, and he's still playing and still playing in competitive tournaments, which I love to see. I haven't heard from him a while. He's been in Sports Illustrated. He's been on ESPN, all the shows, and a really great guy, and God bless him. And that's what you like to see. I like to see a warrior keep going, and I'm not saying I'm a warrior, but I kind of am because I'm going to keep going as much as I can. It's uh, playing competitive basketball against guys that could be my kids or my grandkids in some cases, 17-, 18-year-old kids. Uh, you know, it's just great for the body. It's just great for your endorphins. and uh, You're using every part of your body. You're working up a good sweat. For like an hour and a half, I kind of almost feel 18 again. Until afterwards, and I'm sore and stuff. But it's such a great workout. And the second biggest uh, best workout is probably uh, swimming. But I don't get a chance to do a lot of that. Uh, we have a health club up here, and I go to. But um, I don't know. And I, I've... Uh, a few years ago, there was a small college here in Maine, Maine Augusta, a couple thousand, three thousand students, uh, Division Three. There was a father and son. The father was like 54, 55, and the son was like 18 or 19, and uh, they played on the same team. That was kind of cool. Wouldn't that be cool? Um, they say LeBron wants to play with his son someday. I think his son's a sophomore. I'm not sure. Uh, he's pretty good already. He had a son that's eighth grade that can, was almost dunking it. So, but anyways, speaking of LeBron, King James, Bron Bron, as he's known, he's going to the L.A. Lakers. Yep, the Fakers. And I know if you're a Lakers fan, it's, uh, it's good news for you. Uh, the bad news, they're still not going to win. Uh, I think that's it for LeBron's ranks because you just went into the toughest conference, into the toughest uh, side of things. I mean, you... You're never going to beat, uh, unless Golden State has a plane accident, you're never going to beat them. And Golden State just picked up Boogie Cousins. They got rid of JaVale McGee, who was like 6'11", pretty good guy, like probably five points, five rebounds a game. And they picked up Boogie, who's like a double-double guy, and will get you two or three block shots. So the rich just got richer. Kawhi Leonard's still not uh, decided yet what's going to happen there. I doubt if San Antonio wants to trade him to the Lakers, but uh, you never know. A lot of strange things going on. Uh, the Lakers also picked up Rajon Rondo, who's a really competitive guy, good floor general, great passer, but he's getting up there in age. I mean, he was on that championship Celtics team back in, uh, 10 years ago when he was like his second or third year, so he's getting up there himself. Not sure what's going to happen with Lonzo Ball, LeVar Ball, and the ball, the big baller brand. That's going to be interesting. What's going to happen the first time that, uh, like, LeMonzo, Le whatever his name, LeVar, no, yeah, the ball boy, <coughs> the ball boy, get it? He messes up, or LeBron messes up, misses a shot. Uh, you know, what's LeVar Ball going to say? What's he going to do? Is he going to talk about LeBron? Is he going to talk about LeBron's kids again? Well, I, th I think it could be a tremendous wreck. I think it could be a tremendous, tremendous soap opera worth watching. 
I'm kind of glad he did it because now the kind of East belongs to the Celtics if they don't shit all over themselves like they did in the finals against Cavs. Uh, if they stay healthy and Gordon Hayward doesn't get hurt in the first five minutes and uh, and Kyrie can stay through a whole season and they pick up uh, some of the rookies play better and they pick up maybe one more guy, uh, they should have the Eastern Championship. I'm not saying they will for sure because Philadelphia is going to be right there and Toronto, Milwaukee. But uh, New York Knicks are going to suck. And guess who's really going to suck? Yeah, Cleveland Cavaliers. I feel sorry for uh, J.R. Smith because uh, they'll be lucky to win 20 games next year. You know, only because the East is bad, they might win 25, 30 games. They're, they're looking at like 31 and 51. Uh, Kevin, Love, Kevin Love will be uh, stuck there. Too bad. I wish the Celtics could get him for something. I mean, if you're the Cavs, you're a lottery team next year. You may even want to tank. Get rid of Kevin Love. Give him to us. Give him to the Celtics. We'll trade you. Give you a couple, maybe a good player and a couple good picks. Make it worth your while. That would be. I would think that would make the Celtics. He'd, he'd fit right in. You'd have Kevin Love, Gordon Haywood, Kyrie, uh, Jalen Brown, Tatum. So you'd you'd have a good uh, you'd have a good nucleus plus whatever guy. I don't know if Marcus Smart's coming back or not. I don't know. They can't pay a lot for him. I mean, he's a great defensive player. What he does doesn't show up in the books always, but um, I don't know. It's going to be interesting. So Le LeBron, King James to the Lakers, and they've they've cut some players uh, and they picked up some players and they're letting some players kind of go, waiver them. So it's going to be interesting to see. Now, as they stand now, you know, they're a fourth or fifth place team in the West. you gotta, you got to think that, you know, Utah's going to be good. Portland's going to be good. Uh, Phoenix just got a whole lot better. They really did. Goal, um, the Clippers are going to be, uh, I'm not sure what's going to happen with DeAndre Jordan, but the Clippers, I don't know. That's a question mark. But the Mavericks, they've gotten better. They picked up a couple good players, and they got uh, that European kid who's good. So it's going to be interesting out there, sports fans. But uh, we're going to have to wait quite a while to actually see it uh, start to come to fruition because I'm not wishing the summer away just for NBA basketball. I'm going to watch some of the summer league games, and I'm not sure if they're going to have uh, – when do they have the Pan-American games or the World Cup games for basketball, FIBA, FIBA, whatever it's called. I love watching that. So we'll have to see. It's going to be quite the soap opera. I'm really interested to see. Maybe the Lakers will trade uh, the ball kid, Lonzo. Uh, I just don't see him and uh, and King James playing together because he can't shoot, really. He's streaky. So it's not like LeBron or – and then you've got uh, – you've got to uh, – you've got um, – Rondo, who's a streaky shooter. I mean, he can shoot. He has his games. But overall, he's not a shooter, and neither is Ball. So can you have LeBron and those two out there at the same time? LeBron likes to have the ball. Rondo likes to have the ball. And Ball likes to have the ball. So it's going to be interesting. Going to be very interesting. And uh, that's our latest sports update here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. I'm your host, Mark Chaplin. want to thank you for listening here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas. Your best place for talk radio. And we're having a hot streak up here in the Northeast. Been into the high 80s, 91, 92. 
we're kind of not used to it. I'm seeing a lot of people buying air conditioners and fans. And it's only going to last for a few more days, and it's going to go back to in a, into the mid-70s, which is pretty much seasonal for here. And every time we do have a hot day, it uh, kind of the night uh, brings uh, thunderstorms because that's just the way it is here, the Northeast, the great Northeast. This is the Toxic Wise Ass Show. I'm your host, Mark Chaplin, again. Thanks for listening. And stay tuned for much, much more here. Hey, Mexico has a new president. Yep, a new president. And he's going to try to work things out with uh, Donald J. President Donald J. Trump. I don't know how it's going to work out. But the new president is Speedy Gonzalez. And here's what he had to say. Andale, andale, epa, epa, hija, hija. There ain't going to be no wall. <laughs> arriba, arriba. Uh, no, it's not Speedy Gonzalez. He's got like a really long name. I I don't have it on the tip of my tongue. I'm sorry for those uh, of you who tune in from Mexico. But I don't know. I can't. I'll have to look it up. But uh, he's going to try to uh, to build a, a bridge instead of a wall with uh, Trump. So we'll see what happens. It's going to be interesting. I don't. Who knows? So uh, we've had a hot spell up here in the uh, Great Northeast. And listen to this. Today, at the same time, and we're on the same time, this is Eastern Standard Time, Miami, Florida, and Northern Maine, Bangor, New England. At the same time, like at about noontime, we were in, our highest point was 95 degrees, and Miami, Florida's was 84. Hmm. Now, what's wrong with that picture? Now, you know, it's not a different time zone, it's the same Eastern, Eastern time zone. You know, so it's the exact same time, and at noontime we were at 95 degrees, and Miami, Florida was at 84. Now that doesn't happen very often. It does happen. It's happened before, where we've actually been hotter than Miami or had a warmer temperature. Not very often, that's for sure. And it just seems like yesterday that I had to use five cans of de-icer to open up my garage door and other doors in my front of my house when it was uh, 38 below zero. We had a snowstorm, the snow froze because of the wind, so the snow actually kind of almost turned to ice. It was not uh, easy going. It was not fun out there being in uh, 38 below weather with the wind blowing. I finally got the garage door open after using five cans of de-icer and and for most of you who are listening to this, you know what that is, those great big yellow cans of de-icer that you spray on your windshield. Well, I had to spray it all over the doors. Finally, after about five or six cans, I always stock up on it in the winter. Uh, keep some in my car, keep some in the garage and around the house because things will freeze up. So I finally had it uh, had, it, had it, uh, enough, and uh, I thought, well, I was ready to give up, and then all of a sudden... I used, uh, I think, probably most of the last can that I had with me. And I kind of bumped up against the door, the garage door, and it moved. So after a couple tugs, I was able to get the garage door up and shovel what snow from the doorway and the uh, garage entrance that the plow guy couldn't get. Because he can't, you know, he can only get up to about a couple feet from the garage. You don't want him plowing into your garage. So you know they could. You have to do some shoveling, even if you get plowed. Unless your plow guy comes out and shovels you, they don't usually do that because they're on a tight schedule. They don't usually get out and shovel around. You got to do that yourself. 
your walk in your driveway near your mailbox or your garage. So it doesn't seem like that long ago, and actually it wasn't, that it was uh, close to 40 below and it was, today it was uh, 95. So, <laughs> you know, you don't need to, uh, you don't need to be a genius to figure that out. <laughs> you don't see that very often. But uh, the heat will pass. We'll have some thunderstorms and uh, the heat will pass. Had some magnificent 4th of July celebrations. I saw, you know, New York, Washington, here in Maine, the parades and the fireworks. And uh, so hopefully we have a nice summer. But the, um, the heat wave, everybody's out running to get uh, air conditioners. And we have some here in fans. But, um, there's, you know, they, for a long time, because May and June were kind of cold around here. I actually had the furnace on, my electric uh, fireplace on, uh, right up until the end of June at night. It was in the 30s. And then, bang, all of a sudden you get uh, a week of 90 degree plus. Some days it's 95, 91, but very hot and humid. And so, bang, the air conditioners had been piled up to the ceiling in the big box stores and uh, Lowe's and other places. And then, bang, all of a sudden, like I say, uh, everyone is in uh, buying them. And they ran out because, you know, you need it. I mean, a lot of people have equipment that they have to keep cool and elderly people, people with medical conditions, and just people that live on the second floor of a house where the heat rises. My house is only one floor. So uh, the heat does rise. I remember being in high school and we had a big colonial type house with uh, some fans but no air conditioning. And in the June, July, and the dog days of August, it could get really hot up there. And you try to get a fan, but uh, you, uh, you certainly need more heat than you do uh, cold in Maine and North Great Northeast. So it's not going to it's not going to uh, be too bad for too long. In a couple of days, we're going to get um, some showers, and that'll bring back about mid 70s weather. We haven't been playing basketball outdoors because uh, well, it's just been too hot. We used to play at night some, but it's hard to get guys to play at night now. We, back uh, several years ago, we always played at night under the lights. The lights would come on, but uh, most of the time we play after supper. So when the weather gets back to uh, mid-70s and more comfortable, we will uh, start playing outdoors again, and uh, I'm sure the air conditioner's sales will kind of go down a little bit. But the stores have been selling out. I'm glad. I mean, it's good for commerce, and, uh, you know... You never know what kind of summer we're going to have. It could be more dog days to come. It could be not so bad. You never know here in the Northeast. So a lot of wildfires everywhere. It's in the West, Colorado, California, and the South. They uh, actually postponed or canceled the uh, 4th of July celebrations, uh, fireworks. Maybe not the praise, but the fireworks because uh, they had, uh, it was just too, too, too dry. Actually, somebody camping. I think in Colorado or Wyoming or someplace uh, set off uh, their their campfire started a really bad fire and that happens it seems like that happens every year it's not people that really mean to do it uh, start a fire but they're out camping they're out in the wilderness or on a trail or something and uh, it could be a cigarette could be a you know campfire that they just didn't put out enough or they uh, lost control of it or something or set off fireworks maybe in the woods we don't know, but uh, it seems like it always happens. And I'm just astounded, again, we went to the moon 50 years ago. We sent a car recently to Mars, but we can't put out fires. Especially, I'm, I'm really surprised, like in California, you're right next to the Pacific Ocean. 
find a way to funnel that that ocean water in inland instead of uh, inventing phones that can fit up your ass. Let's uh, start working on uh, medical stuff. Instead of sending cars to Mars, let's work on cancer. Let's work on illnesses. Let's work on dementia. You know, let's work on clean water and food for everyone. It's just crazy out there. But anyways, uh, it's uh, hopefully we have a really nice summer. And I had a quick movie review for you. I saw Super Troopers 2. Now, the first one I thought was really funny. You had all the characters coming out. The second one kind of was like um, a real... Uh, a real uh, <laughs> attempt to be funny. I mean, there's parts where you giggle. You know, you always giggle at fart jokes and pee-pee jokes and stuff like that. Uh, getting kicked in the nuts. I mean, that uh, goes back into the silent movie days. So, I have to give it a D. Uh, and like I said, it did chuckle a couple times. Uh, the plot is kind of stupid. They, had, they go up into Canada, Vermont gets part of Canada, so they have to intermingle with the French Canadians <laughs> and uh, the Mounties. And it's, uh, I mean, not the worst movie I've seen, but I, I don't know, I maybe even give it a C, because you will you will chuckle at parts of it. There's a the favor guy, he f uh, the cop, he's kind of a character, so. But it um, it's an 88-minute movie that probably should have been like uh, 20 minutes long. Could have been a sketch on Saturday Night Live or some something, a short. But um, definitely I, I would suggest uh, you skip it. But if uh, you get to see it for free or it comes on uh, cable, you know, it's kind of worth a watch for a few laughs. And I say a few. Like I said, give it a, I'll give it a C plus. You know, made an attempt. It's always hard to make a movie after you. The first one was funny. See the first one. If you haven't seen the first Super Troopers, see that. And I wouldn't bother with the second one. And that's our quick movie review here on the Toxic Wise-Ass Show. You know, we do uh, movie reviews here on the Toxic Wise-Ass Show. And uh, I want to go over with you uh, what uh, online says about the top ten worst movies of all time. And I'm going to start out with number ten and go to number one. Number ten is called Disaster Movie. <laughs> so, the critic says, it's the worst movie I've ever seen. Uh, it, <laughs> I think it's uh, making fun of disasters. I think I did see parts of it, making fun of Forrest Gump and Pulp Fiction and all that. But it, uh, if you're going to be uh, try to be funny, then uh, you've got to be funny. So, disaster movie at number 10. The movie Frozen at number 9. That was a Disney movie, so I'm a little surprised. But uh, Frozen, I did see part of that, I do remember. Uh, Food Fight, number eight. Um, it was an animated movie, I guess. I don't remember seeing that. And I've, I've seen a lot of the good ones and bad ones. Number seven, and I do know this one. <clears throat> Freddy Got Fingered. Oh, my God, it was one of the worst movies I've ever seen. Tom Green, uh, Canadian, he used to have a talk show on uh, Comedy Central, I believe. And he used to have a co-host that he, I, I can't remember that the guy had a funny name, like Bumgardner or something, Bumpy. And uh, he used to torture this poor guy. You know, he'd go to his, much like they used to do on Jackass, uh, they used to go to like 
people's homes and go into their bedroom and like blow a foghorn on them or or something like that. But uh, Freddie Got Fingered was uh, Tom Green. I haven't heard much from him lately. And I definitely agree. I actually thought that it might be number one. But it's number seven, Freddie Got Fingered. High School Musical, number six. I do remember seeing uh, part of that. It was really bad. I'm not even going to watch the whole thing. Even if I've gone to the movies, I've, I'll walk out or drive out if it's a drive-in. If it's online or if it's a DVD or something I've rented, uh, definitely shut it off. Uh, number five, The Last Airbender. The Last Airbender. I do remember seeing that. Um, it was just a weird movie. I think about a guy who could... Uh, do magic or something, superhero. And um, I do remember that was pretty bad. Number four, the Garbage Pail Kids movie. And I guess uh, at number four, that's exactly where it would belong, in the Garbage Pail, <laughs> abruptly and appropriately so. Uh, number three, Batman and Robin. Hmm. I'm a little surprised by that. I did see it, and it wasn't the best, but I don't know if I'd have it up there in the top ten worst movies. I'm sure there are, are some worse. Number two, Twilight. And that kind of vampire movie was out years ago. I kind of, it was all right. I just thought there was uh, vampires, kids versus werewolf kids, and uh, civilians caught in the middle. I always just thought it was kind of funny how pale these people were, the vampire ones. Uh, the father was a doctor and he only worked the night shift. Uh, just kind of strange. It was, it was a strange movie. But I don't know if it belongs in the top ten. And the number one worst movie, Justin Bieber movie, Never Say Never. And I have got to confess, I have not seen this. And uh, it has got uh, the worst movie of all time, according to this website. So um, I'm surprised. I don't know if uh, Mystery Science Theater... Or the Rift Track people have made fun of any of these movies, or I'm sure they have. Um, usually, those they take movies from the 50s and 60s, 70s, and sometimes 80s, usually black and white, but sometimes color, and make fun of them. So that's your first. Uh, that's your top 10 worst movies of all time. And they certainly make more bad movies than good movies, don't they? It's like if you go to see ten movies, you might be happy with, what, two or three, really? And if you go to ten comedy movies, you might really laugh out loud maybe at one or two uh, during the whole sh presentation, the whole show. Like I said, you go to a comedy show, you pay ten, twenty bucks, whatever. You sit there for 90 minutes. You expect to laugh the whole time. You really do. If a comedian or a show gets any, it's like dead air on the radio or TV. But you go to a movie, and it's an 89, 90-minute movie, and you're with the audience. Maybe, what, five or six times people laugh out loud, more or less. Average five, maybe ten, maybe one or two at the bottom. So it's a tough business, comedy. But, uh, you know... Yeah, well, that's our top ten worst uh, worst movies, and we'll do the top ten best movies of all time uh, shortly here on the Toxic Wise-Ass Show. As promised, the top ten best movies, and I'm not sure you or me, this is uh, just off one of the better websites that I got it. Uh, you could probably get a different opinion on different ones, but definitely these are good movies for sure. Number ten, Saving Private Ryan. 
I remember going to that, and it was kind of like uh, uh, Braveheart. Remember how bloody and brutal and and um, <clears throat> realistically depicting uh, combat and war that was. Uh, you know, you had movies like Gettysburg and uh, Braveheart, and then you had Saving Private Ryan, the D-Day. I mean, you, I used to watch 8mm and 16mm newsreels of the actual D-Day landing, the soldiers, but it never showed anything like that. It may show them running onto the beach. It may show them in the boats as they're going or after after they've landed. But it didn't show the brutality of the attacks. And, of course, during D-Day, D-Day uh, the bombardment from the ships wasn't really super effective. It missed a lot of their targets. And, of course, the Germans were well hunkered in with cement uh, bunkers. And then uh, they dropped bombs. They missed the site. They dropped paratroopers, and they missed their site. So... You know, this is 1944, so it's not like it's precision, you know, GPS type of activity. Even nowadays, they still mess up and screw up. So, but Saving Private Ryan with Tom Hanks was definitely a good movie. Star Wars Episode uh, Five: New Hope. Mm, I'm not much of a Star Wars guy, but I'd have to go with any Star Wars movies, most of them. Back to the Future, number eight. Uh, that was a funny movie. Uh, can you imagine that really going back into, you know, your parents' time or even your own time as you were a kid, like Twilight Zone does sometimes? Uh, back to the Future was definitely a funny movie. Uh, number seven, Pulp Fiction. Another brutal, brutal uh, movie, brutally uh, depicting uh, violence, but uh, had some odd and funny twists in it. Uh, number six, the Lord of the Rings, Return of the King. Uh, you know, I, I liked all those movies. I'm not a big uh, Star Wars or uh, Rings fan. Uh, but the midgets and the munchkins and the uh, elves and fairies, it was all pretty interesting. And, of course, uh, well done, the way the special effects were done. Star, number five, Star Wars, Episode Five: Empire Strikes Back. I'd have to, yes, that's, uh, most of these Star Wars movies are going to be in the top ten. Number four would be the Shawshank Redemption. Hmm. Uh, Stephen King movie about uh, in Maine, a prison in Maine, Shawshank Prison, uh, which we don't really have a Shawshank Prison. Stephen King made that up, of course. Uh, we have Thomaston, which is our biggest prison. Now I think it's called Warren. Uh, we just have one state prison, so... Uh, yeah, it was, it was a movie about in the 50s. A guy gets um, blamed for murdering his wife. And he didn't do it. And he has to stay in prison for a while, but he plans an elaborate escape uh, along with the financial gain. That's a pretty good movie. They show it all the time. So if you haven't seen it, all you got to do is watch cable, TNT, TBS, AMC. They show it all the time. It's probably even on Hulu or Facebook, or Facebook YouTube. Uh, number three, The Dark Knight. Uh, that was a Keith Ledger movie, the Batman movie. No, again, I like. For me, I like the original Batman uh, from uh, from 1966, uh, the original Batman and Robin show and movie. I mean, that's just me. Uh, are, are the new Batman movies exciting and better depicted and more serious, better effects and better acting, better everything? Of course they are. But when you grow up with something, you kind of like it a little bit more. And I just remember watching uh, Batman and Robin, you know, when it first came out in 66. I was like 10 or something like that. 
nine or ten, and uh, then they made the Batman movie uh, in 66, and I remember going to that, the Penguin, all the villains were in it against Batman and Robin, and so that was definitely uh, good. Number two is The Godfather with Marlon Brando, and of course they made uh, a few Batman movies. Uh, this is the Godfather. I, I got number two. Uh, I want to tell you, Don Corleone's really happy. I got number two movie of all time. Uh, thanks a lot. I love Don Corleone. I love Marlon Brando. Um, I thought the movie kind of moved slow when I first saw it at the theater, you know. And uh, But definitely it was a classic. Number one movie, according to this site, is Forrest Gump. Again, Tom Hanks has two of the top ten movies with uh, Saving Private Ryan and then Forrest Gump, uh, where he both plays a soldier. Isn't that something? One in Vietnam as a private in Forrest Gump and the other one as a captain, I believe, in uh, Saving Private Ryan, where they have to go save Private Ryan. Uh, Forrest Gump. Loved like a bolt of chalk. And Mama says I had... X-Lax by mistake and poop my pants. I always thought that was kind of funny. Life is like a box of chocolates. I would think it was like a box of X-Lax. Chocolate X-Lax. Oh, well, anyways, um, that's so that's your top ten movie. of uh, On this site, anyway. There, like I say, there are so many sites, but this is just one of them. And, of course, these movies are, are kind of classics, and they would be in the top 20 or 30 of anybody's um, top ten top 20, top 25 uh, movie reviews and lists, so that's no big surprise. And uh, that's uh, our talk about movies here on the Toxic Wise Ass Show. Hope you're having a great summer out there. Stay cool, we're having a heat wave, but it's kind of going to go by us. People have been running out, like I said, buying air conditioners and fans, and next week it'll be back in the 70s, so... Uh, People live on a second story floor definitely need some air conditioning on days like this because especially when there's days where there's no breeze or wind out or rain, it can get uh, pretty brutal, the air quality and uh, the um, uh, moisture in the air and dampness and humidity. So have to be safe out there. And we want you to be safe on the Toxic Wise Ass Show here on Renegade Talk Radio from Las Vegas, your best place for talk radio in the whole world. Well, this is kind of sports events, folks. Uh, the uh, Nathan's Hot Dog Fourth of July Week uh, contest. Uh, I think Kobayashi won it for a few years, a uh, Japanese uh, fellow. But now it's uh, they call him Joey Chestnut Jaws. Ate 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes. I don't get it, folks, but uh, that's just me. And they interviewed him. Here's what he had to say right after the contest. Now, that's what he's going to sound like shortly after. But they say he's, like, in really good shape. You figure a guy who's a, or a person that's going to enter a eating contest in any, whether it's hot dogs or cupcakes or whatever it is, steak, that they would be like uh, three or 400 pounds and be able to eat, you know, you see some of them on that 600-pound uh, life, they eat in two and three pizzas at a time. You figure it'd be somebody like that, but no, this guy, he like trains, he keeps his abdomen, he's in like really great shape, and uh, all I can say is 74 hot dogs in your system, 
you might have won, uh, I don't know what the prize money is, but I don't know if it's going to uh, be enough to cover your medical care because uh, eating 74 hot dogs in one year is probably not good for you. But eating 74 hot dogs in 10 minutes definitely uh, does not sound healthy at all. But anyway, maybe he purges it up. I don't know. We don't know. Um, they soaked the hot dogs. I heard them talking about it on my sports show, Toucher and Rich, and uh, I knew this anyway. They soak the hot dogs in rolls, or at least the rolls are soaked in water. And to me, blech, I would puke after the first one. But I guess uh, for money, for to win the contest, he's won this several years in a row, beating his old uh, record by five or six hot dogs, something like that, maybe more, I don't know. But uh, congratulations to Joey Chestnut, also known as Jaws Chestnut. Uh, we hear about him every year at this time of year. And uh, speaking of this time of year, our, we had a really bad uh, <coughs> heat wave in the northeast. But it's gone down to 48 degrees at night here. Uh, it was 100 in the great northeast and here in northern Maine. Hit 101, I think. Broke a record. But then a couple days later, it's like 48 and I'm thinking, well, summer's over. But the days have been going back to a normal between 75, 77, 78 degrees. We're playing basketball tomorrow, and it's supposed to be like 82, 83. By 6 o'clock, it'll be like 75, which will be pretty good for uh, playing basketball outdoors. But uh, so that's our latest. Uh, you know, I did the movie review thing, the top 10 movies of all time, and it was kind of a strange list because it did not mention like The Wizard of Oz, or Jaws, or Gone with the Wind, or uh, the one with uh, uh, Orson Welles, um, Citizen Kane, the black and white one. I think it was 48 or 49. I did. I really didn't like Citizen Kane. I gotta be, I'm not going to be artsy-fartsy and say that I liked it, uh, and I didn't. Uh, I really didn't care for it. I did like Gone with the Wind, of course and uh, Wizard of Oz, and uh, Dr. Zhivago was a good classic movie, Lawrence of Arabia, those didn't make it in there. There's so many top ten lists, and it all depends who cons who's compiling it or what company, but um, I think those movies would be in most people's top ten. Um, and that's another thing. I heard somebody say something about Jimmy Stewart. The one that, well, for more wonderful life, that, you know, was, was taught in the Westerns and things like that. Um, someone said, oh, you know, that's, uh, who knows who that is. Well, there's people still watch Laurel and Hardy and the Three Stooges. And, uh, you know, you know who Jesus is, and he was before your time. So, uh, don't give me that, especially with 150 cable channels. And, you know, you can turn the dial and there's a John Wayne movie practically every 10th channel. So, and uh, Clint Eastwood and the old movies. And they still show the Three Stooges a lot on all kinds of channels. And they even did a Three Stooges movies. So don't give me that bull crap about before my time. Unless you live in a cave and you don't watch TV or anything or watch movies. Because uh, look at all the movies. They're all remakes. You know, Batman, Superman. All these uh, Spider-Man, they're all remakes from, uh, you know, from the uh, 40s and 50s. Even the movies Ghostbusters, which came out in 83 or 84, 
They stole that from a TV show in the 50s about two guys and a gorilla that hunted for ghosts. I mentioned that before. So don't give me this crap about before my time. Because if you have cable or you have access to YouTube or Hulu or any of that, or a video section or DVDs, then, uh, you know, they show Mayberry, Andy of Mayberry, the Andy Griffith show. They show that all the time. That's from the 60s, early 60s into the 70s. And they show uh, MASH and all kinds of classics. And once in a while they put up uh, um, Beaver, Leave it to Beaver and Dennis the Menace and Mr. Ed. Oh, Wilbur. So don't give me that before my time crap, you young people. Cut that crap out. You ran away and I got on my knees and begged you not to leave because I go berserk. Well, you left me anyhow. Well, that's the end of our show and uh, my theme song is on. They're coming to take me away and, uh, well, to take me away. they are probably coming to take me away, but I hope they don't come to take you away. You need to stay where you are and you need to keep listening to the show and Renegade Talk Radio from Vegas, and this is the Toxic Wise Ass Show, saying tune in next time for another show where we try to make you laugh at least once during the whole show. If you're going to laugh at least once, then we've done our job here at the Toxic Wise Ass Show. So that's all. Thanks for tuning in, and we'll uh, be with you on the next show. You laughed and laughed and then you left, but now you know I'm utterly mad. And the coming to...